608. What are you doing? It's Friday, October 27th. We've made it. Morning ritual. Garrett Lewis, KNST, AM 792 Sons. Most stimulating talk. Oh, yeah. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, the Trump border wall prototypes. Done. Unveiled. Shown to the world. They're going to be let to cure because all the concrete for the next 30 to 60 days. Then they're going to have some kind of their unnamed group try to scale it. <laughs> go through it, go under it. Oh, yeah, to figure out what works and what doesn't work. Oh, yeah. How cool is that? Second thing that I think you need to know, uh, the Sharks, they're out there, they're circling. Martha McSally, Paul Gosar, all apparently interested in uh, Jeff Flake's seat right now. Oh, boy, Martha... God help us if Martha McSally becomes a U.S. senator. It's bad enough she's a congresswoman. Granted, it's better than the other choices that were against her. But are you kidding me right now? Are you kidding me? Nope, I am not kidding you. Martha McSally. And, and I like I like Paul Gosar. I thought he was going to throw, you know, challenge him uh, right up to, uh, you know. I, I thought he was really going to be the one that actually challenged Jeff Flake. But apparently not, not yet. Um. Third thing that I think you need to know, and this is this is just coming out uh, three minutes ago. No, no kidding. Our economy, three uh, percent growth. Oh yeah, versus the two and a half percent that was expected. And this is again, this is all Trump. I'm not just saying this because it's you know I dig Trump. I mean, I have my issues with the fact that Doc is still there and he's not getting give tax breaks to people paying over a million bucks a year or making over a million bucks a year. Because they put money back into their business. But anyway, it says here at CNBC.com, the U.S. economy unexpectedly maintained a brisk pace of growth in the third quarter. Whoa. No kidding. No kidding. Unexpectedly. They never said it was unexpected. The the economy never hit 3% under Obama, of course. But it unexpectedly maintained a brisk pace of growth. Oh, yes. Three things that I think you need to know. How about that? Let's have more on this, because this is literally three minutes ago. Um, An increase in inventory investment, a smaller trade deficit. Oh, no way. Jeff Flake would have no part of that. Offset a hurricane-related slowdown. I mean, we had major hurricanes and major problems, and yet we still hit 3%, and Obama didn't do it once in eight years. That is unbelievable. Gross domestic product increased at a 3% annual rate in the July through September period after expanding at a 3.1% pace in the second quarter, the Commerce Department said just minutes ago. That's two straight quarters of 3% growth. So he's literally two for two in the because January, he took over January 20th. He had a little bit, but I'm not really. I mean, he, he was starting to get rid of regulation. So if you're willing to, if you're willing to say he's two for two, Obama was over 32. This guy's two for two. This is a big deal. Economists polled by Reuters had forecast the economy growing at a 2.5% pace. So they were wrong. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Man, oh man, oh man. Now you got to love the end of this story. The economic recovery since the 2007 to 2009 recession is now in its eighth year and showing little signs of fatigue. 
I wouldn't exactly call it a recovery. What? What a bomb. Anyway. What? The economy is being powered by a tightening labor market, which has largely maintained a strong performance that started during President Obama's first term. That's what they say. That's what they always say. I know. That's what they always mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would call this winning. You know what? It's Friday, Ryan. You might have to get your remix ready. You might have to. It's Friday. We're feeling good. Um, there are really good things going on. There's other good stuff happening. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff happening. A lot of good stuff. You want something else? This was, I was going to do this as my third thing, but you know, I got forced out, but it's similar. America, this, I saw this yesterday. It came out last night. Americans in best holiday shopping mood in years. So you're telling me that Trump's got an approval rating of like 40 or 42 or 46. Yet the economy is booming, jobs are happening, stock market's going up, people's 401ks, their retirements, it's all going up, they're gaining more wealth, uh, they're feeling better. You don't get the best holiday shopping mood in years if you don't feel confident and better. But they don't like Trump, really? Okay, sure. Gallup's initial measure of consumers' 2017 Christmas shopping plans suggests retailers could see the best holiday sales in years. Apparently, Americans say they plan to spend on Christmas gifts 906 bucks, up from 785 last wow. October. Dude, that's a major increase. That represents one of the biggest year-over-year increases in Gallup's trend, pushing the spending projection to its highest level in a decade. In a decade. More specifically, 34% of Americans plan to spend at least a grand on Christmas gifts this year. 23% said they'll spend between 500 and 999 all that other stuff blah blah blah. Um wow. And this is all without tax reform passed yet with Obamacare still there and healthcare costs increasing like crazy. Isn't that insane? That's good. Isn't that insane? Hey, do you got a grand I could borrow? Don't you worry about it. Your your chance at a grand coming up in a couple of minutes. Oh, really? Yes, listen for the word to text. Just keep listening. Just keep listening. You want more? Because this is something else that I didn't get a chance to even talk about. Uh, this is this is what we wanted. And it gets very little. It gets like almost no coverage. Headline from Breitbart. Trump administration tightens H-1B guidelines to keep American workers from being replaced by foreign labor. This is what we've wanted. We've sat here and complained for years that Americans are getting outsourced. And is anybody listening? And you know what you heard from John McCain and Jeff Flake? You heard this. Not even that. Not even that. Not even that. You heard this. Nothing. That's the point. Nothing. Those two A-clowns could give a crap about American workers. A crap. Screw those guys. I'm like over this stuff. I'm done with being nice. Done with it. A memo. This is, by the way, a directive, a new directive by President Trump's administration. They're sick and tired of what you and I have seen. Americans getting replaced by foreign workers that work for cheap. A memo issued by the United States Citizenship and Immigration Services, USCIS. Just one step, this is just one step in pro-American worker reforms occurring in the H-1B visa industry. Uh, every year, over a thousand, uh, over 100,000 foreign workers brought to this country on H-1B visas, allowed to stay here up to six years. And that number is ballooned every year. 
Nonprofits are exempt from the cap number. I mean, hundreds of thousands every year get here. Under the new guidelines, the United States Citizenship and Immigration Services will vet foreign workers currently holding U.S. jobs as if they were first-time applicants. That hasn't happened before. It's a departure from previous agency practices where foreign workers already in the U.S. were given readily uh, were readily given green lights to remain here. Now they're saying, wait a second, are there Americans that can do this job? Why? America first. The goal is to protect American workers from discrimination and being replaced by foreign labor. That's it. This is what we call winning as well. Right? So what the hell... I've given you unbelievable stories already, and it's 618. It's Friday. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let's I will fight for you with every breath in my body, and I will never, ever let you down. Yes. We will make America great again. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. You will never be ignored again. And every time I step up in the building, everybody hands go up. America will start winning again. You're going to be so proud of your country. You're going to be so proud of your president. And I don't care about that. But you are going to be so proud of your country because we're going to turn it around and we're going to start winning again. We're going to win so much. We're going to win at every level. We're going to win economically. We're going to win with the economy. We're going to win with military. We're going to win with health care and for our veterans. We're going to win with every single facet. We're going to win so much. You may even get tired of winning. I love it. And you'll say, please, please, it's too much winning. We can't take it anymore. Mr. President, it's too much. And I'll say, no, it isn't. We have to keep winning. We have to win more. Do it. We're going to win more. We're going to win so much. America will start winning again. Winning like never before. This is your day. This is your celebration. And this, the United States of America, is your country. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis. We will face many challenges, but with the faith in each other and the faith in God, we will get the job done. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. This is not being a sycophant, you sick freak. This is just saying it like it is. It's what it comes down to, saying it like it is. It is. You know, I think the ending has the most impact for me. Faith in each other, faith in God. We'll get through this. See, I just like the farm. He's like, you know, he's like, yeah, we're going to keep winning. You're going to win so much. You say, stop. I can't take it. I can't take it anymore. Win, win, win. There you go. Again, I just gave you these stories. Are you seeing these reported? Are these out there? No. The media would gush over like 2.1% growth or 1.7% growth on Obama. 86,000 jobs added. And, and what do they do with this? Ah, Russia. Yeah, huh? Right, right. I mean, all these stupid members of Congress, that's how they are so evil. They are so bought because if they just rode the coattails of this guy, if they're just like, you know what? Yeah, I could, I could totally see that if we do tax reform, we're going to get more jobs. We'll keep our jobs. I can totally see if we stop having cheap labor in here. Americans making more money. But they're bought off. Jeff Flake is a crook. He's a crook. I actually have a story I didn't get to do yesterday. The open borders lobby. is They put out a statement. They're so sad Jeff Flake is leaving. <laughs> they appreciate all the work he's done. Oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah. So, listen, we, there's more. There's We have so much more. And by the way, 710 this morning. 
on the local front, I've been talking to a bunch of people here in town, local workers. I don't know if you're aware of this, but uh, major press conference yesterday by Mayor Rothschild. Major press conference. Tucson is back in the bike share business. Back in the bike sharing business. So exciting, right? So the mayor talks about that. Of course, doesn't talk about a restaurant that gets shut down after they get threatened with violence. Whatever. But I'm talking to people uh, that own businesses in town that can't find enough workers. And what is the leadership in this city doing? Celebrating bike shares. Bike sharing. Bike sharing. Bike sharing. Think about it. Bike sharing. Yeah. So, uh, we'll, we'll talk. I, I have some ideas, and I'd love to hear from you. We'll get to that. I know it's kind of vague right now. Got some ideas. I got some ideas <laughs> of what the city could possibly do. With the bikes or the money? Or but, something but, else? But, but, yeah, all, all of the above. Let's <laughs> put it that way. All of the above, okay? All of the above. Um, we'll get to that. And, and there's more coming out, by the way. That uh, this, this uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy from NBC News, and he was all over the place. Uh, he's like the Harvey, they're calling him the Harvey Weinstein of news. Uh, Mark, Mark um, Halperin. Halperin, thank you. I'm having a brain fart on this Friday, sleep deprived. Mark Halperin. He's done this for years, apparently, to lots, and more women are coming out. More women are coming out saying he did this to me, he did this. Uh, insanity. But you know, apparently, who else, this is all happening. You know who else is a big perv? Former President George H.W. Bush. Holy cow, this is all happening. The establishment, the media, they're all big pervs. Wait to hear what HW is being accused of. He's already apologized for it. It's coming up. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word WIN to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's WIN to 200-200. 629. Thank you for hanging out. Uh, by the way, we're going to talk about this, and I think it's going to really work, by the way, this this news that has just come out about uh, the economy hitting 3% again, despite major natural disasters. Major natural disasters. Despite all that, people losing their jobs, This, you know, people sitting home, not spending money. The economy still grew. A do-nothing Congress, literally. Literally do-nothing Congress. Shows you how much regulation strangled business. Maybe even more than than tax. We, we'll figure things out in this country. We're smart. We're innovative. But man, that's just crazy. Well, you know, we're going to do that at 710 this morning, uh, comparing the Tucson view versus the Trump view. And again, what the fact that local businesses are having a tough time here and why. We'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Uh, what is it going to be today in the uh, low 90s? High eighties, uh, yeah. It's gonna be, it's gonna feel like that. Okay, sun's gonna be out. It's gonna still feel warm. Not quite as warm as at the beginning of the week when it was just too stinking hot. Uh, right now we're fifty six. It's beautiful. It was great driving in. Eighty seven, eighty seven today. Digging that. I'm hoping it stays that way for a while. Ooh, we're finally gonna get a dip, dude. Halloween only eighty two for highs. What they're forecasting? Oh, thank God. Don't shake your head. You're horrible. We're gonna be in the low, uh, low eighties. Starting uh, Halloween on is what they're forecasting. Really quick. So, dude, you have, you have Harvey Weinstein, part of, the, uh, part of the establishment, getting with the Democrats, everything else. You have uh, Mark Halperin, establishment media guy. Now you have George H.W. Bush. It's all, women are, you know what? Thank God women are feeling like they can come out and say things. Because the bad guys that are out there need to be outed. The ones that are you know, just, just grabbing and groping and squeezing 
This is from the Washington Examiner. Another woman comes forward claiming George H.W. Bush sexually assaulted her. I know you see some 93-year-old guy in a wheelchair. You're going, how? Come on. What's going on? Get this. Author Christina Baker Klein has come forward saying she was groped by former President George H.W. Bush in 2014 during a Barbara Bush Foundation for Family Literacy, and it was during a photo opportunity. She wrote in an op-ed at Slate, George H.W. Bush whispered to me, you want to know my favorite book? And I had to lean close to hear him. President Bush put his, and his H.W. Bush, President Bush put his arm around me, low on my back. His comic timing was impeccable. David Copperfield, and he squeezed my butt hard just as a photographer snapped the photo. Instinctively, I swiped his hand away. She is the third woman to accuse H.W. Bush of sexually assaulting her. Actress Heather Lind initially came forward Tuesday claiming Bush sexually assaulted her, described the interaction four years ago in a now-deleted Instagram post. That happened during a photo opportunity to promote a TV show. Late Wednesday, a second woman, New York actress Jordana Grolnick, accused Bush of groping her, according to Deadspin. The statement said, uh, by the way, the latest statement from the office of Bush released Wednesday offered a detailed defense of the 93-year-old. Uh, it said that he was in a wheelchair for five years, explains he cannot reach people around the waist. His arm falls his arm his arm falls on the lower waist of people with whom he takes pictures. To anyone, but it says here, to anyone he has offended President Bush apologizes most sincerely. Wow. Hey, you wanna know who my favorite magician is? Come on, I'll tell you. Yeah, exactly. Use that to my wife. David Blaine. Yeah, well. Huh? What? He apparently is accused of stuff also. Wow. He, no, that's the mind freak guy. Oh, Chris. Does, uh, that's the other guy. Okay. Well, no. The guy from Long Island. He's. I would expect him because he gets in your mind. Yeah, it's true. I, I enjoyed that show. <laughs> I enjoyed what? that show. Really? I enjoyed that show. I enjoyed that you didn't like it? I saw it in Vegas. It was energy. You thought it was full of crap? Yeah. Really? Yeah. All right. Wow. But David Blaine. Maybe he wasn't. I don't know. David Blaine freaks me out, too. Yeah, right? his he eyes. some crazy dude. stuff. I remember when he was at like, the Cowboys training facility back when like Irvin and Emmett and all, they were all playing. This is like 20 years ago, over 20 years ago. Uh, maybe 20 years ago. Anyway, yeah, and the stuff he was doing there, they, they were, they're not going to be told to just lie about stuff. It was crazy. It was crazy. That levitation, it's nuts. Anyway. Yeah, he'll squeeze your butt and you don't even see it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you'll I was feel across it. the room. But you'll you feel it. That. You'll feel it. All right, uh, six six thirty four now on KNST AM seven ninety. Um, I got to tell you about this uh, this story. This is the ultimate in PC. It's Friday, right? Uh, apparently, did you know that Kellogg's corn pops are racist? Yes, somebody complained they're racist, and now they are going to redo the box. How are they racist? Corn pops cereal. I'll explain in about six. Right now on KNST, here's Fox. How can a guy that's, well, let's just say he's not six feet tall have an ego that big? One word, stimulation. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis is on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. 641, thank you for hanging on this Friday. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, economic numbers just out, third quarter. GDP growth was expected to be 2.5%. It was actually 3 they always expect the worst. They always expected higher things from Obama, and it came out lower than expected. 
three percent back to back three one in the second quarter three in the third and you can't really give him he was he became president january 20th before the regulations started being cut all this other stuff so you can't really count the first quarter so how about that despite major natural disasters three percent growth do nothing congress three percent growth imagine if they did tax reform imagine if they got rid of obamacare second thing that i think you need to know the trump border wall prototypes finished good to go they're going to now cure because the concrete has to cure for about 30 to 60 days. Then they're going to hire some firm, an unknown firm, to try to climb it, go under it, go over it, blow it up, who knows, and see what one works the best. Third thing. Well, that's good. No, that's fine. That's good. I'm, I'm not going to. Thank good. you. I, no, I had, I had something to say. It's what? totally unrelated, but it's about concrete in your house and the pad. Stop it. Yeah. I don't even know. You see? I don't even know. Uh, third thing. <laughs> Third thing that I think you need to know, and there's a lot that we can talk about here, but uh, but why why not why not this one right here? Americans, you want to talk about the economy? Americans are now in, according to Gallup, the best holiday shopping mood in ten years. They plan to spend more than they have in ten years. They're yes, they're feeling it. Three things that I think you need to know. Now this. Yeah, you're looking at all the pictures now, aren't you? I'm, I'm just trying to do some investigation. And i got to put this story. I'm going to put all a bunch of stories on my Facebook page. Please like it and follow it. Facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Uh, this, is, this is really, really insane. Corn pops are now racist. Or at least the box. Kellogg's, which by the way, Kellogg's, I mean, Breitbart did a whole big expose like a year or two ago about Kellogg's and their left-leaning views and they give to left-leaning. Oh, yeah. Hardcore. So I don't really, I don't feel bad at all. Uh, and that's why they're going to just acknowledge this and fix it. Story from USA Today. Kellogg's redesigning corn pop cereal boxes because one person complained about a racially insensitive piece of art on the box. Yeah, Kellogg's announced on Twitter they'll replace the cover drawing of cartoon characters shaped like corn kernels that are all over it. If you look at the cover of the box, I mean, there's just corn kernels everywhere, right? Yeah, having a good time. They're yellow. And then one's a little bit darker. It looks like, it looks like, it almost looks like they're regular, like French's mustard color, right? And then there's one that looks like it's Goulden's mustard color. And apparently that's racist. Oh, shit, here we go. Yes. It's yep. race war! Some guy... Because they, they show all these these characters. One is doing, uh, he's on skateboards, going down an escalator. One's doing an arcade. I mean, they're just running around. It's like a mall. It's like a mall. And there's corn pops everywhere. But then there's one guy that looks like a janitor. He is, uh, he's got a Walkman on, if you want to know what a Walkman is, whatever. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. And he's pushing some kind of a thing that's cleaning the floor, and he's a darker shade of yellow. Would you call it brown? Yeah. Would you call it? You'd call it? I'd call it brown. Really? What's even more frightening is that he's in front of a little... Stand that says Uncle Willie's corn on a stick. Corn on a stick, baby. With microwaves They're in front. They're eating themselves. Exactly. I know. <laughs> so apparently some guy named Saladin Ahmed was so he he actually examined the box. <laughs> Who looks at the box over the age of like six? He examined the box and he's like, oh my God, this one is a darker yellow, could be brown. That's racist. Again, because he's working as a janitor. He's, whack, he's waxing the floor or cleaning the floor or something. Ahmed, current writer of Marvel Comics. Yes, Marvel Comics. Uh, Marvel Comics Black Bolt series. Why is it going to be black? 
So he's a current writer of Marvel Comics' Black Bolt series and author of 2012 fantasy novel Throne of the Crescent Moon. He went on Twitter and said, quote, Why is literally the only brown corn pop on the whole cereal box the janitor? This is teaching kids racism. I don't think so. I, you know what's teaching them? That if you have a job and you work hard, you can afford clothes. Because yeah, he's the only corn pop in the entire picture that's clothed. It's good. It's good. Clothed. <laughs> I like clothed. Clothed. Caduceus. Like say. <laughs> uh, so, no, you, you hit a good point. How about this? How about the only one with a work ethic is the brown one? Yep. And with the Walkman. Or it could be a smartphone. We don't know. Anyway. Yes. I mean, this bothers you. And then, honestly, Kellogg should have just ignored it. I, the guy, it got 16,000 likes, 5,300 retweets, 6,700 comments. But who cares? Are they really going to not buy corn pops? Who buys corn I've never had a person that does buy. You buy corn pops? My wife loves them. I do, too. You still buy? It's, I, it's a guilty pleasure. We don't even buy cereal anymore. Uh, I like to make um, too much, too much sugar, too much right, carbs. Right, right, right. No, you're absolutely right. But you mix it with my some poor mil- son's going to grow up in a in a household <laughs> no of not fun. Yeah, what? Yeah. Uh, you do you like the Rice Krispie treat things with them? You need to make them into uh, bars. No, we don't. Uh, well, you should. No. Well, here's another appropriation of culture on this box that nobody wants to mention: Ninja Supply Company. Oh yes. What's going on here? And the in the mall where the corn pops are playing, it says Ninja Supply Company. Yes, they are appropriating the uh, the uh, Japanese culture. Is it Japanese? I think so. Am I stereotyping? No. Oh. Anyway, uh, he added, Saladin Ahmed added in another post, yes, it's a tiny thing, but when you see your kid staring at this over breakfast and realize millions of kids, of other kids, are doing the same. Have you ever heard? I bet you it's been the same way for years. Has anybody ever said, man, that's right, brown people are janitors? Has anybody ever said that? Anybody ever said that? Mm. And why is it bad to be a janitor? Mm-hmm. My brother wanted to be a janitor. You get retirement because you're a state employee. Yeah. I'm like a janitor in my house. <laughs> and the chef. Yeah, that too. <laughs> it just never stops. And a laundry person. So Kellogg's responded to Ahmed on social media about five hours later and said, Kellogg is committed to diversity and inclusion. We did not intend to offend. We apologize. The artwork is updated and will we'll be in stores soon. They're updating the art. What, you got to just lighten the shade? You know, it's going to be real controversial when all of a sudden other female corn pops come out about the darker one uh, sexually harassing them. And what's going to happen at that point? Because apparently everybody is sexually harassing everybody nowadays. I don't think that's a corn pop. Because it has a nose or a beak or something. You know what? I had a Hispanic guy, a friend of mine. I'm not good enough for you? It's not just you. Mm. I have more than one Hispanic friend. And he sent me a text yesterday, because we briefly mentioned this during the show, but we got wrapped up in, in who knows what greatness. Anyway, um, and he sent me a text, and he said, would you eat a brown corn pop? They're yellow. <laughs> they, and I love this. You should totally get on Twitter and destroy Kellogg's. It's at Kellogg's US. Uh, in a statement to USA Today... They said, we take feedback very seriously, and it was never our intention to offend anyone. We apologize sincerely. You should like go on and be like, you know what? For years, I've seen the brown corn pop, and I bought the cereal just to hope one day I can find the brown corn pop and eat it. <laughs> now that you're changing it, I'm no longer going to buy your cereal. Now that you're letting me know that I have no chance at a corn pop, I'm out. I'm done. There's nothing you can do for me. Wouldn't that be awesome? Um, 
maybe. Shut up. I think this is a chicken. I really do. It's a corn pop. No, it's not. Look at it. It's a corn pop. This is stimulating talk, right? It is, it is yeah. But I mean, look at all the other ones. They have no face. Yeah. Which is really weird. One's drinking the milk that but, he's sitting in. That's not a, sanitary listen, at all. I want to give this guy, and I don't want to, I'm metaphorical wedgie. I don't want to promote violence. But you're just a, like, when, can we go back to the America where when you find out that some guy named Saladin Ahmed, doesn't matter what your name is, but you find out Saladin Ahmed is complaining because his feelings are hurt and he thinks it's racist that a corn pop happens to be a little bit of a darker shade of yellow. Seriously, it's Goulden's color. It's Goulden's color versus the French's color, French's mustard color. It's true. Do you use Goulden's mustard? Because I do. It's like deli mustard color. I like French. It's still it's a yellow brown. Who cares? Right. If this out of all the things going on in this world, this bothers you that much, you think this is causing people to be racist? Really? But I'm sure he never told Jay Z, stop saying the N word in your rap songs. So dumb. So flippant. I'll put this on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio, because it's one of those stories, again, that you're just like, are you kidding me? We'll continue. 651. It's true. I know. I know. But look at it. Look at it. It's fine. I still don't want corn pops. You know, maybe he just has the money to afford a tan. Tan, Tanning bed. I don't know. I don't. don't. He's working. He's working. These other guys are just playing around. Yeah, he has a job. And that's the thing. You could say, you know what? He has a work ethic. Nobody else. Come on. You know, honestly, this is like the thing. I remember the first time, because we were were late starters for kids. The movie Cars came out, what, 2006? Like that. 2006. Sure. In the movie Cars, one of the characters is named Ramon. And he's the guy... That does, and he talks like this. That's I'm Ramon. Marin. Is that who? It's, okay. Yeah. And he was the one that did all the fancy paint jobs. Right. Total stereotyping. Uh-huh. But there's nothing wrong with that. You know, that could not happen today. People would actually be offended by it. What do you think? That's all Hispanic people do. They're the ones into putting, you know, the flames on the cars and all this other stuff. You ever seen West Coast Customs? I'm just, listen, I'm just saying, I saw that, and of course, I, I'm in this, and I'm like, wow, I'm surprised nobody complained. But in 2006, nobody complained. In 2016, they would have complained. <laughs> they would have complained. Slow and low. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 880-KNST, uh, 880-5678. We'll talk about the, uh, the big news in Tucson at 710, the bike-sharing program coming back to Tucson. But what they should really be concentrating on is jobs. I'll get to that. Coming up, KNST AM790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. All right, 707, it's Friday, October 27th. How you doing? It's your morning ritual. Me, Garrett Lewis, on KNST AM790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, the economy doing well, three percent growth. It's back to back three percent, three one in the second quarter, three percent now. So back to back three percent growth quarters, two for two for the Trumpster. How about that one? Despite a do nothing Congress and natural disasters, it's still growing. Imagine if we had tax reform. Imagine if Obamacare went bye bye. Imagine if uh, those slugs like McCain and Flake got out of the way or got on board. Well, we know that'll never happen. Second thing I think you need to know, by the way, McSally and uh, Gosar. Thinking about Jeff Flake's seat. Oh, boy. But I just saw this. This was just announced a few minutes ago. Kelly Ward has named, you ready for this? Ed Rollins, major veteran uh, Republican strategist, 
big Trump guy, helped Trump, Reagan guy. He is uh, running the, uh, if I'm reading this correctly, from Kelly Ward herself. Um, he has been named to chair her senatorial campaign. That is huge. Third thing, I think you need to know, the Trump border wall prototypes done, finished, unveiled. Uh, all eight done by the deadline, which was yesterday. Now they have 30 to 60 days to cure because of cement and concrete and blah, blah, blah. Then they're going to hire some kind of a firm to try to scale it. Try to go under it, try to go through it, and see what works and what doesn't work. Three things I think you need to know. Man, there's a lot of good stuff going on today. A lot of good stuff going on. They're all week. Um, uh, one of the awesome things that's around, I got this, I got this uh, press conference, or at least I, well, there was a press conference yesterday. I got a press release sent to me a couple days ago, and I held on to it because I'm like, this is going to be funny. And just, just a couple days ago, uh, the press release that I got was Mayor Rothschild. Of course, you don't know he's the mayor of Tucson. You probably don't know who he is. Anyway, Mayor Rothschild announces upcoming launch of Tucson Bike Share. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That's awesome. That's going to help, like, a lot. And stuff. Destroying, by the way, the bike business. Because shouldn't people go buy a bike? <laughs> Uh, they say over f- more than 50 American cities have a bike-sharing program. They tried this years ago here in Tucson, and the bikes were stolen. Okay. Uh, there will be over 300 bikes available at 36 self-service solar-powered stations in the downtown and university areas. The public can buy daily, monthly, or annual passes. I love this. It's funded by federal dollars, sponsorships, and user fees. Federal dollars. Oh, boy. Approved by the Tucson City Council in June of 2016, of course. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I guess, basically, you have to have a, some kind of a credit card or whatever. So if, if a bike disappears, they'll charge your card, which I guess is the good thing. I think the, other, the old way was the honor system, which had that work out, huh? Had that work out. So anyway, before I make fun of this even more... Uh, let's see what the mayor had to say about this. Mayor Jonathan Rothschild uh, at his awesome press conference. And, I mean, it was it was epic. It was great. It was, what was it? What's the word? Done? Amazing? Stupid? <clears throat> insane? Anyway, here he is. People can get uh, from their home to work, from work to shopping. No. Bike share is a big part of that. And when you look at the communities where this has been, I'm sure we've all been in those communities, it gives your downtown and the areas around where bike share is a, a whole different feel. Oh, there he is. We're doing it for a feel. That's what liberals do. They do things for a feel. Well, not that, that not, not a Mark Halper and Harvey Weinstein feel. Just just like like an emotional feel. It's like feeling yourself. You make yourself feel good. So it's it's like it's like the things that your parents told you not to do. They're like, hey, get out of there. That that's the kind of feel that more, the mayor Rothschild is talking about. It's it's it gives you that kind of a Mmm, blister in the sun kind of a thing. Anyway. It's blinding. Um, it feels so good. Uh, yeah. So we have that. This is what's important to the Tucson City Council. Now, on the heels of that, by the way, this is what I want to talk about. And I want you, if you're a, if you're a contractor, you're a business owner, I want to know from you, are you having a tough time finding people to hire? Because as the mayor is, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're voted for a resolution to ban bump stocks. Well, they can't ban them. They want... The state to ban them and the feds to ban them. And now they have, of course, they have this, they're excited about the bike sharing program. There are businesses in town that can't find people to work. Right? I mean, they really are. 
And I remember years ago, we talked about uh, Regina Romero. She's not a councilwoman, if you don't know. Uh, she's a councilwoman in Tucson. She would always talk about uh, job training centers and programs. And I'm like, what do those even do? Do you know there's a shortage of labor? We had one guy call the show a few weeks ago. And he was like in the middle of excavating something. You could hear the doot, doot. I'm like, what are you doing? And he was complaining how Tucson high school graduates can barely read and write. You have Mexican-American studies, all this other crap. They can barely read and write, but he's like, but I'm looking for people. Like, nobody wants to work. He's like, I, you know, I want to teach people to, how to work with their hands. That's what I did. My dad taught me, and I'm willing to teach people. I can't find people to work. And then there were like 12 or 15 people that called into the show that day in the station, and unfortunately not one of them worked out. None. And then I'm talking to a neighbor of mine. He's a contractor, and he's having issues because his stucco guy can't get the jobs done fast enough because they can't find enough people to stucco. More jobs. And then I'm talking to people. Um, there aren't enough framers. Framers. They can't find these people. Uh, they can't find these people. They, they're not here. They're gone. So that's why I'm saying, all right, I don't think it's a federal government's job, even the local government, but what can be done? Maybe they can. You hear about these job training centers and the job this. That. What does it do? Don't you think it'd be better if the city, I mean, they want to think of themselves as progressive thinkers and stuff like that, right? I mean, that's that's what they want. Maybe even if the Chamber of Commerce, which supposedly knows business and does what business owners need or want. We're having trouble finding people. And this doesn't mean you let illegals come in, by the way. People need to know what's going on. People need to be trained. That's and it, Whether it's college or not, I mean, that's why the U of A needs to focus. What's going to be needed? More programmers, engineers? That's why you need to have less... Less of the gender studies classes. That doesn't produce jobs that, that, that make wealth, you know, and, and make money and productivity. You need to do things that are going to get people jobs. High schools. Why can't they have vocational training, more vocational training? There are. I talked to the people that own plumbing companies. They can't find enough plumbers. So don't you think, I don't know, the city, instead of trying to make sure bump stocks are banned and making sure that we live by the Paris Climate Treaty and crap like that, whether it's Pima County, whether it's the city of Tucson, shouldn't they do something where they work and they say, you know what, we could pool some resources together because it really is better for the entire community if people are working. And if we can find people, if we can make sure people get jobs, if they know how to do stucco, if they know how to do plumbing work, can we work with local businesses to get people trained? There are plumbing companies that literally are advertising you might not know a thing about plumbing, but we're so desperate for help. We will train you. You don't even have to pay for the vocational school. We will train you. So wouldn't it behoove somebody like Rothschild or Romero or someone else to sit back and say, what can we do as a city? How can we help our businesses? The more businesses grow, the more jobs that people have, the better it is for all of us because they're producing wealth. They're making money. They're spending money. They're stimulating the economy. That's how it's supposed to work. But there's no thinking like that here, is there? 880-KNST, 880-5678. Are you having a, a hard time finding people to hire? Are you having a tough time finding people to work? I mean, think about this. I mean, it really needs to be done. There are thousands and thousands of homes that are going to be uh, rebuilt in California because of the wildfires. Whatever workers are here, they're going to get offered a lot of money to go there. 
they need to get on this as soon as they possibly can. And it's just it's just the stupid way of thinking. The dumb. So in Tucson, you know, the, the mayor doesn't say a, a word about a restaurant literally closing its doors for fear of violence because they said they like President Trump. They support President Trump. President Trump's way of thinking, despite Congress not helping him at all, has produced the second 3% growth, GDP growth, uh, in a row. The second quarter in a row of 3, 3% GDP growth. Despite Congress not doing anything about tax reform or Obamacare, it's him cutting regulations and saying, we are going to do this, we're going to make it easy, and people believing and having confidence. Right? And this is on top of natural disasters, hurricanes setting in. We still had this growth, right? We still had this growth. That mindset is what works, and that is the complete opposite of the mindset they have here in the city of Tucson. I mean, I wish wish they would literally look in the mirror and go, maybe we should just do what works, because this isn't working. We keep getting named to the worst city in Arizona, worst place to live, high crime rate, high poverty rate, high unemployment, low wages, low this. I mean, it's, it's not good. It's not good. All right, we'll talk to you when we get back. I want to get your reaction. 880, I want to hear from you. Are you having a tough time finding people to hire? I just keep hearing all this stuff. People want to hire people here, but there's just, apparently there's not a good pool. So that's one of the jobs of the local government. How do we make sure we can help out businesses succeed? What can we do to help? And I don't hear anything involved, anything involved. 880-KNST, 880-5678. We'll get uh, your reaction coming up. It's your morning ritual with me, Garrett Lewis. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. And Muslim studies and mm. spending a whole bunch of money. He, on his own, left the uh, U of A, went to Pima, took a small engine repair, large engine repair, and fell into welding. And for about $20,000, got a welding degree, and now works for SpaceX, loves it, and uh, has, has a bunch of opportunities, is making pretty good money so i think we just need to get them exposed to it in the high schools you know again i when i grew up and i graduated high school in 95 uh there was a shop class i i'm terrible with tools so this i could never do it i remember i they had us build a metal toolbox and i could barely get that going bending the metal and getting the rivets so i i couldn't i didn't really pay attention it wasn't my thing I don't know anybody, any of my friends, though, that actually took that and were like, oh, this is awesome. I don't know if it's just a waste of time or there's a better way to teach it. But, yeah, there's got to be something where, you know, your kids realize, you know what, I'm not going to go be a lawyer. And that's okay. And I'm not going to go run a business or be a salesperson or whatever. That's okay. There is such demand. I'm telling you, the framer, I'm talking to people all the time around town, plumbers and framers. Dude, in this town, landscaping companies are giving signing bonuses to people to come work because there's such demand for work. I agree wholeheartedly. I, I was a car dealer and trying to find anybody that wants to be a mechanic nowadays, and you can make some pretty good money doing that. It's very difficult. I just think it's a crying shame that you hear people say, well, nobody wants to be a plumber or nobody wants to be a insulator or a framer. Those are good, solid, middle-class jobs yeah. that people raised a family and put their kids through college and retired on. Yep, and I don't want people to, you're right, and I don't want people to take advantage of that and say, this is why we need illegal immigrants, and this is why we need to open the borders. And that, That's garbage. That's garbage. Well, it, it seems to be that's where they go, and then yeah. they drive the wages in those jobs down far exactly. enough. But it's not that people don't want to do them. It's just that they can't, they can't see building a career on a job 
framing for $12 an hour. Yeah, it's like this whole, it's this elitist attitude, and it needs to go. It needs to go. Agree. Uh, yeah, Mike, well, appreciate it. Thank you, thank you for sharing the story, man. Thank you so much. You bet. Love right. you. Thank Bye. you. Take care. Well, love, love you. Lo- he lo- loves you. Lo- lo- love you, too. Mike, can I have uh, 20 okay. bucks? No, stop it. It's love. It's 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 a, it's a friendly. Anyway, uh, Ramon Ganders. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. Good to hear your voice. Well, well, I, I hope so. I'm on the radio. It'd be horrible if it wasn't good to hear my voice, right? Uh, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. If you don't hey, know, so wanted, wait, hang on a second, hang on a second. If you don't know, Ramon is with the uh, the Builders Community. What's your exact title, Ramon? So I'm, I'm executive director of the Arizona Transportation Builders Association. We represent the road builders and the bridge builders here in the community. Okay. Well, you guys have a lot of work. <laughs> we were trying to get a lot of work. It'd be yeah. great if we had more money. Well... Don't start pushing tax increases now. Don't start doing uh, yeah, that. Hey, Let's get money. Hey. Let's get reallocated. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> you, you had an event. You were trying to get more people to actually. I mean, are you? Oh, let's put it this way: Are you looking in your industry? The people you represent are they looking for people to hire as well? Yeah, absolutely. So we just did have a two-day event, which is called Southern Arizona Construction Career Days, and we work with all the contractors in the community, all construction from utilities to home building um, to engineering. Um, the heavy civil side. And so uh, we are directly working with the high school students. Um, and a lot of the things you're talking about is trying to find those students that don't want to go to college. Um, and, and it's tough. I mean, we got jobs right now for operators. You know, we have a lot of positions in landscaping, as you described, in, in engineering. And even, even the city of Tucson are looking for people because they got to keep up with their water, you know, with water infrastructure. So all areas of construction is, are looking right now. And uh, we, we've started this event in order to get into the high schools. And as you know, the, the, there's twofold. One, the schools aren't getting the funding to keep doing their trade programs because um, they can't, you know, keep up with the material. They can't keep up with other things. They can't find the right teachers. Um, but, two, we do have good people like JTEDS of the world, Pima Community College, U of A. There's a lot of other trades. Um, Pima County, One Stop, they, they do help. Um, but it's just not enough. You know, there's, there's more demand um, than there are, you know, people to help us out. And so it's a tough situation. And the other aspect is when we invite students to this event, students can't go because they don't have good grades. Well, well guess what? We want those students sometimes because we know some of those students don't want to seek a four-year degree. We want them to operate equipment. We want them to work in landscaping. These are some of the kids that probably are doing really well with hands-on type of work, and we can't get them to this event to introduce them to a career in construction. Wait, wait, why can't you? Just because you have to have a certain grade point average to, to go to your event? Is that how it works? Yeah, well, not, we don't have to have a grade point average. The school has their own has their own um, rules, right? So if they just had, came out of testing and they didn't pass their test, they won't let them go. It's like a punishment. So and they, and they, 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 don't, like, they don't pass like a history test or something like that or a science test? Yeah, they don't let them, right. What, what sense does that make? Can, right? Yeah, wait, so it, it's, it's a tough situation when, you, when you're trying to get these students involved, your, your own schools are telling you, well, we're not going to send them because they didn't do well in their test. Or, it, is this TUSD or is this is this other school districts as well? It's, it's, yeah, it's across the board. It's not just one. Yeah, I mean, we get it all the way. We work with all the school districts all the way from Benson to, you know, all the way down and all the way to Casa Grande, and it's, it's across the board. So it's not, you know, it's not just one particular area, but that's the problem. It's like, well, why are we, why are we prohibiting kids from learning a different career if they don't want the traditional four-year college and, you know, get a traditional degree and go into traditional work. I mean, obviously trade is very, very important, and we need those students. We're, look, we're, we're, we're lacking skilled labor 
right now. And, and what ends up happening is when we don't fill those jobs, guess what? It's going to cost you more. It's going to cost the taxpayer more. It's going to delay the project. Yeah. Um, it's going to cost the home builder more. It's it just, that's what happens. So do, do, do you find that uh, some of these students, I mean, do they just not want to work? Do they not realize they can do these things? I mean, because part of it is going to say, all right, let's let's change welfare. I'm not going to pay you to sit on your butt and do nothing. Go learn a trade. Um, are your kids just, because that's what I'll talk to some business owners too, is that they might find some people and they realize they have no work ethic. Yeah, it, I, think it's, I think it's a combination of, but you've also got to remember is that there's, this generation nowadays don't want to go outside and work, right? Especially in Arizona, it's when it's hot. You don't yeah. want to be laying asphalt or other things. So, and then it's, it's it's we're competing against honestly the Starbucks of the world because they're going to pay you know people to work inside. Yeah, it's not a career that they're going to seek. But when you're when you're talking younger generation and they're just looking for um, immediate satisfaction, that's generally what they're going to go to and gravitate to. So. It's incumbent upon the industry as well to provide them some incentives to want to come to work for us at the same time. But it's hard when you're when you're saying, "Oh, I can pay you twenty dollars an hour," but Starbucks will say, "Well, I'll pay you, you know, twenty-one." Or you have other, you know, fast foods that are offering even, um, you know, healthcare, you know, at a, a little lesser rate of a, of um, of an hourly pay. So, are you? Are you yeah, what what, what, are, what are the wages? I mean, you mentioned that. To, I mean, I can't imagine getting twenty bucks an hour at Starbucks, but um, well, you know what I mean. Yeah, I know, I, but I but. You know, I think Starbucks is about twelve. But let me ask you this: um, What? What are the, I mean, if somebody wants to go be a welder or lay asphalt, how much are they getting paid from? From you know the people that are part of your your uh, organization? Well, it, it could be anywhere from like eighteen dollars to twenty dollars up. I mean, and and the good thing is there's programs here now in the community that you can get um, uh, you can get some training for maybe a year to two years at most, and then boom. You get a company to hire you. They're obviously going to give you training. They're going to invest in you. They're going to make sure you're you're compliant on all your safety aspects at the same time. So, it it's it's not a long process. And and frankly, you know, let's just even give you another example. Community Community College has a great trucking program. In order, if you want to get your CDL, your commercial driver's license, you can go to you can go to Pima Community College and do that and get a great job in 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 truck driving. You know, and that means trade. You know, bringing material from one place to another and other things. Not just being on the road, you know, 24 hours in a in a truck, and in those type of jobs, we need them right now. I mean, it's it's incredible to tell you that it's just impossible to find. Um, and well, I, I, I better just real quick, I'm running short on time. Can can the city of Tucson, can Pima County, can they do more or do different things that can so think, that can help yeah. you guys? You know, they, they did instead of again celebrating a bike share program and bump stuff. What can they do to help businesses get employees? What programs can be there? Because there's job training programs. I've never heard of people actually getting a job for a job training program. So there's that. I mean, I think we all could do something more, even even the industry, even though I think we all do a lot enough. But I, I certainly know that our, our government, you know, it's all about educating our community and getting involved in the, into the schools themselves directly. We, we do that. We go right into schools. We talk with the kids. We tell them what kind of jobs they can get. Same thing. The government needs to do the same thing and get into those schools. And they also need to help push that these programs like Pima County JTED and other programs that provide trade um, shouldn't be cut. That's the biggest thing. Those programs, they cut. It makes our job a lot harder, and that's why we're in the predicament we are. Yeah, no, no, listen, man. They need to, they need to, they need to fund the programs that will produce jobs and get yeah. rid of the crap yeah. that doesn't produce jobs. So it's just Absolutely. common sense. Common. Hey, Ramon, yeah. you know, you got my number. You know, whatever I can do to help, man, I think we need to talk more about this in the future. Uh, so whenever you, have big, we'll do that. whenever you have events and stuff like that, let me know, okay? 
Absolutely, man. Thanks right. so much. All right, take care, man. See you later. That's uh, Ramon Ganders, uh, home builders. Loose, loose description of his title. He's with. He's trying to get, uh, trying to get jobs. Let's put it that way. Seven thirty six. We'll continue. Eight eight zero KNST. Eight eight zero five six seven eight. You have to hear uh, Mika's face. Mika and Joe, their buddy Mark Halperin. Uh, not he actually. I, he wasn't fired. I thought he was, I read. I read fired. Not fired. Suspended. Uh, he's a sexual harasser. You have to hear. They kind of defend what he did. They kind of defend him. They don't attack him. You have to hear what they said about him coming up. Here's the news. Agree, disagree, it doesn't matter. As long as you think that he's good looking. And <laughs> just playing. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis is on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. 743, sorry a little bit late, but it's been a, uh, I thought it very productive. Uh, three things I think you need to know. Number one, number one, uh, uh, third quarter growth, 3%. So that's back-to-back, 3.1 in the second quarter, 3% in the third quarter for the Trumpster. And it's all based on his enthusiasm, the confidence he is exuberating uh, into the business world. Uh, Do-nothing Congress, major hurricane, still 3% growth back-to-back quarters. Pretty frigging good. Second thing that I think you need to know uh, is that the Trump border wall, the prototypes, all done, all assembled. They made the deadline. Now they're going to sit and cure the concrete for the next 30 to 60 days and a company will be hired to try to go over and under and through and everything else. And we'll see what works. Third thing I think you need to know is McSally and Gosar reportedly McSally interested in Jeff Flake's seat. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe McSally will actually start to think for herself for once because she played the game and I think she's realizing that she thought she needed to follow what Flake and McCain and the rest of them said and just fall in line. Uh, maybe she's realizing that's not the way it's going to go. Now. I don't know. Uh, is she just afraid she's going to lose to Ann Kirkpatrick? I don't know. Senator, really? Oh, boy. Three things I think you need to know. Uh, now, really quick, Morning Joe. Uh, their boy Mark Halpern has been uh, suspended, not even fired yet. Not even fired yet. All these stories, more women are coming out about Mark Halpern being the Harvey Weinstein of news. No joke. The Harvey Weinstein. More people are coming out of the woodwork saying, yes, here's a Daily Beast, thedailybeast.com. Two more women accused Mark Halpern of sexual misconduct. And he is such an arrogant, rhymes with brick. If you've seen him on Morning Joe, I mean, they, they all are with their nastiness and smugness and everything and all this other stuff. Emily Miller, a uh, big gun enthusiast, conservative writer, reporter, author. She said when she was a, uh, a person just starting out at ABC, she was a junior employee at ABC. She was sexually assaulted by Mark Halperin. More and more coming out saying, yep, happened to me too, happened to me too. Um, and remember Mika and Morning Joe and the rest of them, even Halperin, they'd, they'd rag on Trump for being a perv and a misogynist and a this and a that. Yeah, listen to how apparently, listen to how lightly, and this guy literally pressed his junk against women, grabbed their breasts, um, I mean, just was nasty to him, intimidated him. Listen to this. Listen to me read first. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> From the Daily Beast. Um, one woman spoke on condition of anonymity to speak candidly to CNN. She said Halpern began flirtatious chit-chat, and then it became uncomfortable, including the occasional lecherous grin and obvious look at her breasts while passing in the hallway. Who does that? One day, she recalled Halpern invited her to his office, what she believed to be a professional meeting. She arrived to a completely empty room. I was able to, I was about to sit down to begin the meeting and he closed the door. All of a sudden he was standing right in front of me so close. He was basically touching me. 
He started lunging at me. I had nowhere to go. I told him, I don't like that. Don't do that. I'm not comfortable with the door closed. But he backed me into a corner. I opened the door and ran out. Uh, she said after that, Halper never threatened to retaliate. But he returned to making casual passes at her. He was just shameless. Like Harvey Weinstein. All these things. And then one prominent cable news host, host, told the Daily Beast, everybody knew about Mark. I'd been warning young women reporters about Mark for a long time. Yep. Uh, CNN senior international correspondent Clarissa Ward tweeted Thursday morning about Halper, and this was an open secret when I was at ABC for years. Brave of these women to speak up. They all knew it. They all knew it. Mika, you don't think Mika knew about it? Listen to this. All right, before we go to break, there's something I need to say. Um, Over the past 24 hours, there have been more disturbing reports regarding Mark Halperin's treatment of younger female co-workers. Behavior in these reports allegedly occurred one to two decades ago. And now... Oh, really? uh, We're looking at it. We're talking about it. Mark and Karen have been a part of Morning Joe's extended family for years. They're our friends. And we believe it's important to stand with our friends through even the most difficult of times. Wow. But it's even more important to demand the truth, even when the facts appear to be extremely painful. Yesterday morning, we woke up to reports of unnamed sources telling CNN that Mark made unwanted sexual advances and overtures toward them. A day later, more revelations pointing to a possible pattern of unacceptable conduct. Mm, You think? I've spoken to and heard from some of these women. I feel their pain and I understand the difficult position they were in because I've been through enough in this business to know what I hear. We are at a pivotal moment in history where unacceptable harassing behavior towards women will no longer be swept under the rug. And yes, we do remain a nation of laws where everyone is considered innocent until proven guilty. Except we say about Trump. has been proven or adjudicated here. Mm. But we're also witnessing a larger movement of women speaking up about sexual harassment because the fear of being dismissed or not believed is melting away. Thank God. I'll speak for both Joe and myself here. Our hearts break for Mark and his family. Really? He is our friend. Oh. But we fully support NBC's decision here. To suspend him, not fire him. We want to know more about these disturbing allegations. We want to hear the stories. We need to know what happened. And we're not going to avoid the story just because he is our friend. We're going to cover it. And we're going to pray for everybody involved. Our hearts break for the guy that's the big perv that assaulted women and made him feel terrible. Your hearts don't break for the victims? Mika. What do you expect? It's the double standard. The other side, bunch of wussies. And yet, oh, Trump's the racist. He's a moron. He's a this. He's a that. We're not really sure. Our friend's a big perb, but we don't really say anything until then. And blah, 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 blah. We'll see how long it is till they accuse Trump of being a sexist. I they already did. Well, uh, since this broke out. Oh. 750, we'll continue. KNST, AM790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Fact.com. Come on. Come on. What? 807. What? Let's just do it already. Come on. Well, not. It's your morning ritual. With me, Garrett Lewis. KNST AM 792, Sons most stimulating talk. Three things I think you need to go. Hurricanes. Do nothing Congress. Doesn't matter. Trump has the economy going at 3%. 3% growth for this past quarter just came out. How about that? Do nothing Congress. Everything going against him. 3% growth. 
Uh, that's the first thing that I think you need to know. So back-to-back quarters, 3-1 and then 3. Not bad. Uh, second thing that I think you need to know, the Trump border wall prototypes finished, complete. They'll spend the next 30 to 60 days curing, solidifying, congealing, whatever. And then they're going to hire some company, an unnamed company, and they'll try to uh, get above them, go under them, go around them, get through them, and see what works and what doesn't work to make a super wall. Third thing I think you need to know, McSally and Gosar in the rumor, well, rumors to be in the running, thinking about jumping in the race, going against Kelly Ward uh, for Jeff Flake. And I hate saying it's his seat, but he currently holds this seat. Um, now, really quick news about Dr. Kelly Ward. She announced this morning that uh, she has she has Ed Rollins. Ed Rollins is now the chairman to her campaign. That is freaking huge. Ed Rollins was a big part of the Trump team. Ed Rollins is part of the Reagan situation. On Fox News all the time. That's huge. You know what this is going to do? This is going to try to stop people. Don't. Stop people from actually maybe jumping in the ring. Three things that I think you need to know. So. This is uh, this is just incredible stuff right here. The NFL, can you be more tone deaf? There's so much we need to get to, plus the Oral Valley situation. I'll get to that. Uh, but the NFL, apparently a Fox News poll showed the support for the NFL has dropped like 20 points. 20 points in the last couple of years, last few years. Uh, anyway, this is, this is unbelievable. I mean, really, just play football. As if you're not losing enough eyeballs and ears and dollar bills because you're kneeling, because yeah, you're, you're disrespecting the the not just. I mean, listen, you're disrespecting the anthem. Let's face it, they're disrespecting our police. They're disrespecting our country. We don't like that. Leave it to the San Francisco 49ers to get in the gun control game. Oh yeah, the gun control game. Mm-hmm. Dude, if I was Roger Goodell, I'd call up the owner of the 49ers and go, do you think this is the smartest thing to do right now, you genius? Like, what the hell are you thinking at this point? The San Francisco 49ers owners donated $500,000 to push for more gun control and a ban on bump stocks. Yep. I mean, he's free to do whatever he wants. Not very smart. The team, according to ESPN writer Nick Wagoner, is partnering with local and national law enforcement, really, in an effort to create a safer America by banning silencers and armor-piercing rounds. Okay. Mm-hmm. A portion of the donation will serve uh, public service announcements geared t- towards police brutality and violence. Wow. Police brutality, huh? I'm not listening. Things happen from time to time. It's not an epidemic. Okay. Uh, you want to know what one of the PSA sounds like? Well, the Niners and a group of California police unions issued a joint statement outlining their mission, everything else, is what the, the statement says. The duty of law enforcement must also include actively participating in bringing our nation together and working to foster a more understanding and compassionate national dialogue around community and police officer relations. As their own players literally take knees because they don't like police officers. Because they they push this this fake story, fake news that the police are out there 
killing black people. Yeah. I mean, really? And what are these police unions doing, man? We believe that professional sports teams should utilize their capacity to reach millions of Americans to promote initiatives that help law enforcement professionals and the citizens they serve understand their respective experiences and to listen to one another with an open mind and heart. Yeah, uh, Black Lives Matter really doing that? Uh, maybe you should just, you know, play some football and provide some entertainment. That's actually what your job is, because what you're doing now is turning off even more people, you geniuses. The team owner, Jed York, and this is from the Daily Caller, was asked about his political views during an interview with reporters. He said, listen, I'm being painted as a left wing for pushing common sense issues. Quote, I'm not the most left wing person in the world. I realize people are trying to sort of paint me as that. That's not my background politically and how I grew up. A lot of these are common sense issues. When you actually sit down and talk to people and know where they're coming from, it's not hard to be sympathetic and empathetic. So there you go. I mean, worst timing ever for a dollar? Worst timing ever? Oh, you want to play? Play with Black, Black Lives Matter we're saying. Go ahead. Well, you know. them that's them it's a shame uh-huh uh-huh uh you want more stupid it's friday hang on let's just do some more stupid real fast katie kirk she's a clown uh failed news anchor nobody really cares nobody you know what part of me is like was it her reading the teleprompter that was that bad when she was the CBS evening anchor? Or was it also, and maybe that's what it was. She had a liberal slant, no doubt. But maybe it also it was also the fact that nobody really watches like they used to, like we talked about yesterday, the evening news. Uh, first woman, this, that, nobody cares. She's reading glass. So anyway, Katie Kirk, she also got caught, li- I mean, basically doing fake news. She was talking to a bunch of people um, about gun control and she she and her staff deliberately did strange editing to make them look stupid. And came out, and she admitted it, and uh, she apparently now says, you ready for this? She has anxiety. Um, she's not sleeping well. She's not sleeping well. No, 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 no. Why is she not sleeping well? Because of the threat of neo-Nazis. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You see all those stories about neo-Nazis doing all kinds of stuff? I mean, I see Antifa. It's been a couple weeks since they did some stuff, but way more Antifa, right? They started with the neo-Nazis out there in Charlottesville. and It was horrible what happened. But that's what's causing her to lose sleep these days. Oh, Katie Kirk, finger on the pulse. Um, Yeah. She did an interview with Cut the Cut. She said, uh, I am sleep deprived. These are anxiety ridden times. I mean, I would almost understand if she's like this whole thing with like North Korea. Maybe, you know, maybe. Quote, after I left the Today Show, it took me about two days to get back to a normal sleep schedule. But I used to be a championship sleeper and now I don't sleep as well as I used to. Maybe it's just that my mind is going 100 miles an hour. I doubt it. I don't think she has a capability. Uh, 100% of the time, or it's just that we're living in anxiety-ridden times between neo-Nazis and North Korea. I'm having trouble sleeping. 
neo-Nazis. Neo-Nazis. You've been freaking, you're kidding me, right? You're kidding me. Oh, boy. Oh, really? Oh, really? Okay, this is pretty cool. Uh, Betsy Smith, her and her husband, uh, Dave, uh, the the foremost law enforcement trainers in the country, happen to live in Tucson, but they travel around everywhere. Betsy, thank you for calling in. How are you doing? Good morning, Garrett. Calling you actually from Marana, Arizona, finally. We just finished an eight-day tour of three different states training law enforcement. Man, oh, man, and of, oh, man. And, of course, and, you know, we start every class by standing, putting our hands over our hearts, and reciting the Pledge of Allegiance together. No one takes a knee in law enforcement. Oh, thank God. No matter what color they are, right? No, absolutely not. In fact, very often the black officers are the ones who are most adamant uh, in their patriotism because they're so frustrated about black-on-black crime and the, uh, uh, you know, the, the black family is falling apart and no one wants to talk about it. Yeah, exactly. The real problems of the black community, the unemployment, that kind of stuff, the real problems. Right, and they love Trump because he's trying to do something about it. And nobody and the media doesn't talk to them about that now, do they? It's funny how Absolutely that happens. Absolutely not. And funny how that happens. I just got to tell you, you know, when you you talk about things like with the 49ers and they're they're partnering with law enforcement, they're partnering with police chiefs. Police chiefs are very different, as you know, here locally yeah. than police officers. Okay. And, and the same thing with police unions. Police unions, and I used to be a union cop, but police unions are in a real conundrum now because unions are traditionally very left-wing, and the left hates cops, hates what we do, and yet police unions in some states are how you get a pay raise, how you get you know collective bargaining, things like that. And that's what's happening in California is, uh, for example, the LAPD union announced yesterday they're going to fight. Uh, they're going to help with legislation to get rid of bump stocks. Bump stocks, actually, the bump stock that the shooter in Vegas used actually made him less accurate. But people don't understand that. They don't know the mechanics. You know, and that, that's the important thing because, yeah, I mean, I'm not an expert. I know a little bit. But from what I've read is that you can't, you can't stay accurate. It moves. It moves. So you, you're kind of all over the place. You're not accurate in where you're shooting. Is that correct? That's correct. They, it's, it's a fun thing to do at the range. It it kind of simulates uh, fully auto fire, but from an accuracy standpoint, um, it's it has nothing. It's, it actually decreases your accuracy considerably. And yet, here in Tucson, they uh, they they voted for a resolution to tell the state of Arizona and the federal government to ban bump stocks uh, because that's their job, of course. And by I don't really remember anybody getting killed in Tucson, being shot to death, and the shooter using a bump stock, but they still want it banned. Well, and this is, of course, the first time in our nation that we're hearing about uh, people were killed by a shooter using a bump stock. This guy was crazy. Uh, there's probably more to the story that we'll eventually find out. But banning bump stocks is just something you can do to feel good. And so that's why police, some of the police unions, police chiefs organizations like the International Association of Chiefs of Police, PERF is another organization, which is the Police Executive Research Forum. They're, they're not police officers. They are police managers who either have never been cops or were cops a long time ago. Uh, and by the way, you're listening to Betsy Smith. She and her husband, uh, the foremost, like I said, the foremost law enforcement trainers in the entire country. 
And uh, they actually listen to this. And I get emails from your husband all the time from where you guys are traveling, listening from, you know, wherever and wherever and wherever. I think it's just, I think it's awesome. And, and thank God the iHeartRadio app is there. Uh, so when you're talking to the police officers and you're training and stuff like that, uh, do you guys talk about the NFL and the kneeling and stuff like that? Oh, absolutely. It comes up now in every class. And uh, because we are very patriotic in the way we present our, our material. And cops are, and you can see it too on, on uh, the J.D. Buck Savage Facebook page, Dave's page, is people are, they're done. Cops are done with the NFL. And so are their families. And so are law enforcement supporters. Mm. They, you know, they, people realize that we have a tough job. We're in a tough spot. The statistics don't match the Black Lives Matter left-wing narrative. And people are frustrated. People want to be entertained. They they don't want to be lectured on Sundays. Nope. If we you know if we want to get lectured, we'll go to church or we'll go sit down with our mother. But we want the NFL to entertain us, and that's what they are. They're entertainers. They're court jesters, basically. Yeah. They just need to do their job. Exactly. Well, and again, that's where this all comes from, and that's what cracks me up when all these players now are sitting there saying it's it's not just a, we're not protesting the police. Actually, because people say they disrespect, they're disrespecting the flag. And the anthem, and they kind of are, but it's really just, a, it's an affront to the police, because it all, we we talked about this, it all started with the hands up, don't shoot lie, that, that with the St. Louis Rams players coming out, and then it escalated from there. And then Michael Bennett, that dope on the uh, the Seattle Seahawks, who claimed that he was uh, 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 threatened to have his bleeping head blown off by police when he was in Vegas for the big fight between Mayweather and uh, and the, the MMA guy, McGregor. The yeah, video by came two black out. police officers and a Mexican police officer. Exactly. <laughs> And he doubled down on it today. I read an article where he's saying, oh, I was a victim. It's as though he forgets. It's all on video, and we've all seen it. Yeah, I even played the audio on the show. It's kind of hard to hear, but they even apologized to him. Sorry about that, man, but you were running. We were trying to get a shooter. You know, it's all good. And he's like, I understand. So well, he's he lying shows about what it. a coward he is. Yeah, that too. That you know, too. he's a big, tough guy on the field, but he, as soon as the shooting starts, boy, he's a coward. Just You know, just like so many others. But you know what? You know what the public needs to understand is that police officers, when you're talking about gun control and things like that, line-level police officers, for the most part, want armed, trained citizens out there taking care of themselves because we can't be everywhere. Nope. Nope, not at all. By the way, are you here? Do you talk to a lot of Tucson police officers? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're good friends with many. Is, is there, I mean, I don't know if you can or can't say anything, but I've heard, you know, not good things about what their opinion is of Police Chief Magnus. Uh, yeah. The, I, I heard <laughs> the morale is really, really low, and guys want to, they're, they're trying to leave left and right. Well, yeah, I mean, a big part of it is not just a lack of leadership, but um, the fact that our the pay is so low, and you can make a lot more money. As a cop here in the Tucson metro area, if you go to Marana or Oro Valley or Sajarita, I mean, you know, and yet Tucson is the, is the department with the highest crime. You know, I'm grateful that I don't live in the city of Tucson because, you know, if I call in a burglary, a cop might get there in six hours. They might not get there at all. I might have to go to the station and file a report. Mm-hmm. It's really, and, and the, you know what, the cops hate that. The cops want to serve their communities. They want to serve their public. They want to keep them safe. They're very frustrated because they just want to do their job. And they're not getting paid very well, and they don't have the resources. Um, I'll tell you one last thing here. I was just looking at the police chief's, uh, Magnus, Tucson police chief, his, his Twitter page. And uh, he tweeted out, this is, he went to the Arizona Special Olympics breakfast yesterday morning in Tucson, which is great, right? 
Absolutely. Uh, but it says right here, this is his tweet, inclusion, acceptance, and respect. Themes at the Arizona Special Olympics breakfast this morning in Tucson. All this guy cares about is inclusion and acceptance and all this other stuff. Yet, he didn't say a damn word, again, about that restaurant being shut down by the people that didn't accept them because they backed Trump. It's, you know, <laughs> the guy is yeah. just a walking freaking hypocrite. And I've never met, I mean, you're a police chief and he's afraid to come on this radio show. Never accepted an invitation. Well, and that's what's so unfortunate is, you know, he's all for inclusion as long as it's uh, part of the left-wing agenda. Exactly. And that's and that's very frustrating. You know, police officers, we're supposed to be apolitical when we're on duty. And, and he should follow the same uh, standards. And yet he has become so political. And oh, frankly, yeah. it's, it's, it's not only is it unfortunate, but it's lousy leadership. It's yeah. just lousy leadership. Yeah. You don't do that as a police administrator. He is, not, he is supposed to be an apolitical guy. He can have whatever opinions he wants. But... You know, you don't you don't spew that out from your official Twitter account. No, God, no, God, no. But that's what he does. Hey, Betsy, thank you for uh, for painting the picture of what's going on there, and you know what the police think and and the NFL, all that stuff. Thank you for uh, for for painting the picture for us and doing what you do, and, and thank you for listening. I appreciate it. And we will see you at Mister Ons very soon. Ah, uh, sounds good. Tell Dave, hey, okay. <laughs> okay, good. Thanks. Take care. Bye bye. <laughs> Eight twenty-five. Yes, yes, for the beer club. Uh, next month is the next one. We'll continue. Uh, we have, man, we have so much more. We got to get to what's happening in Oro Valley too. Um, Prop four fifty four up there. We've talked about this. Who is behind the yes on it? It's uh, it's all home builders, developers, uh, and out of all people, Cox Communications. We can't figure out why Cox Communications donated five grand to that, considering they don't do business north of River Road. They have nothing to do with Oro Valley, but we may have found out why. Maybe, and it's costing Oro Valley taxpayers money. We'll get to that. KNST, AIM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. All right, 840, thank you for hanging out. Stop it. Eight, uh, it's, uh, it's uh, Friday, what, October 27th. You, you're throwing me off. <laughs> you should only hear what Ryan says right before we get back on the air. We can charge for that. Oh, well, yeah. You can't say it on the air. Uh, three things I think you need to know. Number one, 3% growth this quarter, just coming out this morning. So the Trumpsters got 3-1 and then 3 in back-to-back quarters. Despite a do-nothing Congress, no tax reform yet, no Obamacare gone yet, natural disasters out the wazoo, and still, because he's cutting regulation and basically instilling confidence, we're at 3% growth, back-to-back quarters. First two complete quarters for him. How about that? Uh, Second thing that I think you need to know, McSally and Gosar thinking about uh, Jeff Flake's seat. Uh Uh-oh. But Kelly Ward has named Ed Rollins, who is a Trump guy, he's part of the Trump team, he's part of the Reagan team, Reagan administration, as her campaign chair, which is huge, by the way. That is. That is huge. Third thing I think you need to know is the Trump border wall. The prototypes, all done. They're now going to be left for the next 30 to 60 days to uh, cure. And then they're going to hire some company to try to uh, go above them, go below them, go through them, and see what works and what doesn't work. Three things I think you need to know. So if you remember, we've talked about this on the show, and you can always go back to my iHeartRadio page, iHeartRadio.com, search Garrett Lewis, or download the iHeartRadio app, and search Garrett Lewis. And listen to my interview with Mike Zinkin. We talked about the major contributors to the Yes on 454 campaign. Those signs up in Oro Valley about the first property tax that would ever happen for the uh, parks to be built. Even though they could just build a couple of parks a year and call it a day, pay as you go. Right? Well, one of the key contributors, $5,000, and there's only one individual. Brian Mitchell, he's the Yes on 454 chairman. Anyway. So... 
Cox Communications donated $5,000. We're trying to figure out why. Why would Cox do that? Because if you're up there, you know you can't get Cox service. You can only get Xfinity. Cox is not north of River Road. So you sit back and say, what's going on? Well, I was sent this by several people. If you thumb through the Explorer paper on page 26, it's a weekly newspaper in the Northwest. Page 26, there's an ad for the 2017 Executive Excellence Awards. Okay. It says, join Inside Tucson Business in celebrating Executive Excellence in Tucson. Executive Excellence. Okay, it's Wednesday at Desert Diamond Casino. It's not near Oro Valley. Well, where are you going with this, Garrett? Well, hang on. The MC is somebody named Lisa Lavallo, the Vice President and Systems Manager of Cox Enterprises. So she's emceeing it. They must be obviously deeply involved in it. And then it says, you know, price of tables, everything else. And then who's sponsoring it? One of the organizations sponsoring it is the town of Oro Valley. Why is the town of Oro Valley sponsoring executive excellence in Tucson? It's not Oro Valley. And the person running this whole thing is, or I'm seeing it at least, is a Cox VP. Does this make any sense? Cox doesn't do business in Oro Valley. They donate five grand to something that it's obvious the mayor and the council want. And then the... Who made this decision? The mayor, the town manager, the council? Who made this decision to spend Oro Valley tax dollars to sponsor an event at Desert Diamonds Casino, which is not even near Oro Valley, and is also for just executive excellence in Tucson? Is this a you scratch my back, I'll scratch your situation? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Why is the town of Oro Valley wasting hard-earned tax dollars when they're losing millions of dollars every year from the golf course? On sponsoring this, even if it's a 500 bucks, a thousand, who knows how much it is? Good luck getting an answer with that too, by the way. Why is the town of Oro Valley sponsoring that? Now, I have my beliefs, you have yours. I mean, we could just speculate, can't we? It's obvious that the mayor and council want this bond project. It's obvious. We have it with the Little League president. He said the mayor wants us to help show support for this project. Mm-hmm. By the way, the Little League Baseball president, uh, I think his pronounced last name Wedgie. I was told Wedgie. I thought it was Weegie Wedgie. Never got back to me. Of course not. Shh, just don't say anything. It'll go away. Uh-huh. We all know. Anyway. Doesn't it seem obvious? Five grand to what's something that we want, and then we'll, at the same time, be a sponsor of something that's important to you. That way, it all benefits each other. But it looks like nothing crazy has been done, right? Just something, you know, just more insanity, more stupidity, more just, I don't even know what to say anymore. Shadiness? Yeah, thank you. Shadiness that's going on with the Oro Valley Town Council and the mayor and some shady, shady higher math. Is that a Satish? It's just, hire it's just sad that the eye is so off the ball. Mm, well, but is it on the ball for what they want? For hey, what they want. You just hope the people of Oro Valley wake up. Wake up. My God. Well, they go to bed at five, so. 
Easy. <laughs> easy. Uh, easy. Come on. I know. Uh, 8.46 now on KNST AIM 790. You could comment if you'd like. Again, I'm just pointing <laughs> out the weirdness about this, the shadiness about this. It makes no sense for Oro Valley to sponsor something that happens at Desert Diamond Casino, the town of Oro Valley. Why do towns sponsor things anyway? Why are you using tax dollars for that? That's stupid. You know how many sandwiches that could have paid for and the loss of the restaurant that they own? A lot of them. A lot of them. Here's something I've held on to. I didn't have time to uh, really do it. This is uh, another fun college story. Uh, college fix. University of Montana Journalism School disinvites speaker. Why? Risk of offending students. Oh, no. We don't want you to be offended. No, 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 no. 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 Shh. A controversial author and professor claims he has been barred from speaking at a public university because of his conservative views. I've been banned from speaking at the University of Montana because I do not share their values of being tolerant and welcoming, Mike Adams, who is a professor at the University of North Carolina, tweeted. Wow. A dean said that, he said. Wow. He claims that the dean of the University of Montana's journalism school requested that this guy not be invited to campus because he posed, quote, the risk of offending students. <laughs> the school can still have a conversation with him if you want, Dean Larry Abramson wrote in an email, but he's pretty extreme in his views. Hmm. The dean told a radio station he attacked members of the LGBTQ community in public forums? Really? And in my view, belittled people would characterize themselves or that he would characterize as feminists, and I think that some of those remarks could be interpreted as hate speech. Interpreted that way. So, if, uh, if someone, if someone can possibly be thought of maybe offending someone, get him out of here! Can't have him! We don't want you! No, 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 no. Yeah. The university's journalism school, this Dean uh, Abramson claims, does not have to invite people that we think don't match with our priorities or our values as a tolerant, welcoming school. And, of course, by tolerant welcoming, it's, again, what we believe you should believe. And if you don't believe what we believe, you're not tolerant or welcoming. By the way, Monday morning at 710 here on KNST AM 790. I know it's three days away and you have a lot to go through, but... Uh, Speaking of jobs and college being away, stuff like that, a University of Arizona grad student wrote a thesis paper on something that is ridiculous. And we'll talk about it. How is this going to create more jobs and stuff like that? It's just beyond stupid. But we'll save that for Monday morning at 710. Uh, we have to get to also the story about a fair-wage pizza place. A fair-wage pizza place going out of business because apparently they couldn't afford to keep paying people a fair wage. We'll get to that. And then this other story of a girl winning a boys golf tournament, but they refused to give her a trophy. And I think that's totally in the good, totally in the right, totally in the, in the cool and the clear, you name it. We'll get to all that. KNST AM 792 sons, most stimulating talk. 855 Gary Lewis with you. KNST AM 792 sons, most stimulating talk. Uh, so, about 87 today. Don't forget my iHeartRadio channel at iHeartRadio.com. Search Garrett Lewis 2Rs1T. Or you can even do the same thing if you have the app, iHeartRadio app. Search Garrett Lewis. See my channel. 
Uh, all the interviews from all week long, Peter Brimelow and Vidare about the Hillel Conquistador canceling him out for his immigration conference because they're scared. And yesterday's interview with Steve Moore, the uh, economist, world-famous economist, helped Trump craft the tax plan, talked about what it was like working with Trump on that and his first meeting with him. It's a really cool interview. So uh, that's all my iHeartRadio channel. Download the app for free. Go to iHeartRadio.com, search Garrett Lewis. Here is the CNBC analysis of Trump once again winning despite... Congress doing nothing in natural disasters. 3% this growth. GDP, Here we go. GDP report as like a free play. Like the defense went off sides and the quarterback got to do whatever he wanted to do what? because it didn't matter if he threw a touchdown. But this is sort of a touchdown. Sort of a in, touchdown. In a couple ways. Sort I don't know of. if you remember, but I've been talking all quarter long about yeah. how remarkable it's been that I've been incapable of really seeing the hurricane impacts in the data. Mm. We had a this brief period where people way. brought their... Um, forecast down into the 1% range, that kind of went away as the data came in. And, and now what's happening is you actually had a slowing of the consumer from 3.3 three down to 2.4. Uh, but it's really the business investment that also slowed, but is doing good enough along with equipment spending up at 8.6%. Um, and, and I haven't looked at the inventory number yet, but or, or the net trade number. The federal government is spending a bit more than they were spending previously, believe it or not. So it's 3%. So it's far. 3. And off of 3 1. It's and the first, 3 1. Uh, 3 1 and then 3. One, okay, so we've heard for, you know. The president likes to say, I got us back to 3% quicker than anyone said, but he's talking about one quarter, and everybody immediately points out that Obama had more than a few 3% quarters. Yeah. Did, he, did Obama ever have back-to-back 3%? I don't know that. I'll look at that while you we... You don't know did. that. But, okay, now we do have a back-to-back you 3%. This is going to be back trouble for you. This is going to be big trouble for you if it gets a third and then a fourth. If it why goes for me? Why for me? Because you hate Trump. Stronger economic yeah. growth? Yeah, that's why. Because, well, he said a, because he said he hated Trump. We'll have more on this in 10 minutes, plus a fair-wage pizza place goes out of business. Don't go anywhere. All right, this is a 30-second commercial, and I'm going to throw a lot of numbers at you, but please stay with me. In just 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. Now, this company has been offering great rates and great service for over 75 years and anytime you need help you can speak to one of their trained specialists 24 7 the company is geico just go to geico.com today and save 15 percent or more on car insurance sorry for all the numbers and in five four three two one i'm out of time you know there's a game i've been telling you about for years the wits and wagers party game you know the most frequent feedback i get from you my listeners hey as soon as we start playing everyone actually does put down their phones and gadgets and we connect as a family and we create memories. Now I play Wits and Wagers with my family and friends. No game will bring you together like Wits and Wagers. It's unlike any other game you've ever played. I highly, highly recommend you get this game. Now you can find Wits and Wagers at Target, Toys R Us, and it'll be your favorite game. Wits and Wagers.
908, it's Friday. It's your morning ritual. Me, Garrett Lewis, KNS, TAM, 792-SONS, most stimulating talk. There are three things I think you need to know. The Trumpster, again, besides the fact uh, that there were uh, natural disasters with hurricanes, Congress won't do anything to help him, uh, no tax reform, Obamacare still there, the economy grew at 3%. 3.1 the last quarter, 3% this past one, so two straight quarters of at least 3% growth. That is phenomenal. And again, he's got no friggin' help. Uh, second thing I think you need to know is McSally and Gosar are rumored to jump into the ring for flake seat. Uh, however, this morning, as of this morning, Kelly Ward said Ed Rollins, who is a, if you're a Politico, he was part of the Reagan team, part of the Trump team, and now he's the campaign chair for Kelly Ward. That is freaking huge. Third thing I think you need to know is the Trump border walls. The prototypes all built. They're curing now for the next 30 to 60 days. They're big. They're beautiful. And uh, now what's going to happen once they're cured, the government's going to hire some unknown company, unnamed company, I should say, to try to scale them, go under them, go through them to see what works and what doesn't work. It's going to happen. Three things I think you need to know. Um, By the way, like my Facebook page. Like it and follow it. Facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. I'm putting winning stories on there. We'll get back to the winning stories besides the economy, other stuff that's going on that's not being reported in the media. Uh, Now, this is is what's great. I love these self-righteous people. The self-righteous fools. It's always people that aren't into capitalism that do this stuff. The fair wage or living wage. You heard you heard about this? Fair wage, living wage, that kind of stuff? Well, you know, if you you can't raise a family of four making $10 an hour at McDonald's or a pizza place, no kidding, you're not supposed to. What do you want to get, 35000 a year, 40000 a year? To, no, 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 no. Anyway, this is a beautiful story from The Blaze. You ready for this one? The headline. Pizza shop that paid fair wages closes two years after it opened. Not enough money to stay in business. Uh Uh-oh. No way. Really? Surprising. And by the way, who was behind this whole thing? Of course, a non-profit, a not-for-profit. Boston Globe had this story. Two years ago, a popular pizza shop in Boston opened its doors. Promising fair wages to its employees. On Wednesday, Dudley Doe, what an awful name for a pizza place, announced it will close at the end of the year, again, according to the Boston Globe. A fair wage, high enough to provide a normal standard of living. They tried to do that. That's what we do. And it failed because that's just the free market. Nobody says, I'm going to raise a family of four being a pizza slinger at a restaurant. No, it doesn't work that way. I worked at a pizza joint for like three years, from like 16 to like five years, like 21. Figures. What does that mean? Nothing. I was a bus boy. I worked at the front of the house, you know, putting slices in the oven. By the way, no tips, by the way. There's no tips. This whole thing about tipping, I I hate this crap. You know, people came in. Can I get a slice of cheese and a slice of the white pizza right there, a slice of the veggie? Yep, throw it all in there. Here you go. All right, seven bucks. Boom. Nobody tipped me for doing my job of throwing pizza in the oven. I was getting paid four bucks an hour. So anyway, regulars at the restaurant say they're losing a community resource and a singular business based on a premise of economic justice and healthy food. <laughs> economic justice. The restaurant pitched itself as pizza with a purpose. They offered above average pay, culinary and leadership training. How'd that work out? Now this Dudley Doe, that was what it was called. It was, it's an offshoot of something called Haley House. Haley House is a nonprofit organization based in Boston South End 
It provides food and housing to low-income residents. So this nonprofit, these people on the board, like, we should do something better. Let's start a business, but not really want to make money, but use the business to train people, you know? And Okay, very self-righteous. And if it was just about that, that'd be cool, but they went out of business because, as we'll find out later in the story, they, didn't, they, they felt they couldn't afford to keep subsidizing the business, paying the fair wages. If they paid a normal wage, what the market called for, maybe they could stay in business. Anyway, the shop is popular among residents in the area, but it's not breaking even, and that puts stress on the Haley House, which is, again, the nonprofit that gives food and housing to low-income residents. The challenge for Dudley Doe was to support itself. Bing Broderick, Haley House Executive Director, told the Boston Globe. The challenge was Dudley Doe. The challenge for Dudley Doe was to support itself. Isn't that the challenge for every business? You would think. It's not like they wanted a pizza of the action. Yeah. The pizza shop, he said, attempted to put a social enterprise model into action. And how'd that work out? Anyway. An analysis of the business's operations and trends, the Haley House Board determined it could not continue to subsidize pizza shop, the pizza shop, without jeopardizing its its own efforts. So there you go. It couldn't it couldn't do it anymore. We can't subsidize it. It's a money losing proposition. But of course, even though they couldn't afford to subsidize it anymore as a total failure, it really wasn't a failure. Luther Pinckney, a team leader at Dudley Doe, said, "Quote: I don't think anyone is looking at this as a failure." You went out of business. It failed. I mean, you try, but it failed. It was a losing business model. Nope, not a failure when it feels good. Uh, So anyway, yeah, Luther Pinckney, a team leader at Dudley Doe, said this, which is... (laughs) Anyway, it's an experiment, and some very good things came out of that, he said, such as skill building for staff and being in this building at this time of gentrification and change in this community. But the whole idea that a regular person would do would be like, I'm going to open a business thinking it's going to make me money. I'm not opening up a business just to build skills for people and uh, do so, you know, take part in gentrification. Fair wage, huh? Sounds like the guy served a slice of reality. There you go. Wait. Congratulations. Welcome to the club. <laughs> that guy's a real pizza work. Oh, stop it. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> now, there's more in this story from The Blaze. Um, they didn't realize it wasn't going to be what? a pizza cake. Oh, you got to stop. You got to stop. Stop what? So apparently Chipotle. You want a pizza me? Oh, I'm going too soon. <laughs> Chipotle struggling. Now, maybe Chipotle struggling because people seem to be getting like severely ill when they go to eat at Chipotle sometimes. Now I've been to Chipotle and it's what I call as a Long Island Jewish guy, real Mexican food. Um, that's but Taco you go there. Bell. Oh, well, that's true. That's cruel. Anyway, maybe it's the food safety problems. Maybe it's the hurricanes in different parts of the country. But apparently, it doesn't matter. Uh, some are complaining that the, the Chipotle's biggest problem, labor costs. Fair wage, huh? CNBC reported last week that Bank of America Merrill Lynch downgraded Chipotle and cut its earnings and its earnings targets for 2018 and 2019, citing high labor costs as the biggest issue. So it wasn't even the hurricanes. It wasn't even the food safety problems, which, I mean, it was a few different places, but there are a lot of Chipotles around the country. They said it was high labor costs. You know what the average wage, average hourly wage of a Chipotle crew member is? Nine fifty-four, Not even 10 bucks an hour. That's the average wage. So yet, that's what it is, high labor costs? 
These people keep wanting more and more stuff in this fair wage crap. They're all going to be out of work, and there's going to be robots doing things. And maybe that'd be better because I don't know about you, but I go to Chipotle sometimes, and I'm like, can I get extra veggies instead of the beans and the rice because I want to cut back on the carbs? And they're like, sure. And they take like three extra peppers, like three extra slices. And I'm like, a little bit more? And they give you like a dirty look. And I'm like, I'm sorry, are they your peppers? Is it stressing you? Does it hurt your hand to pick up like, like I don't know, uh, eight single slices versus three? Is it that? Is it that much? Really? But then I'm afraid of saying something because then I'm like, what are they going to do to make me sick? But anyway. What? I can't make that joke? Like, that's not what you're thinking? Oh, I was thinking yeah. that if the robots take over, they're going to weigh mm-hmm. and measure everything. Then you'll really get 1.5 ounces of your protein. And I'm going to... And you're going to ask for more and say it does not compute. And then I'm going to say, maybe you haven't heard of the movie The Terminator, <laughs> where the robot gets dropped into, like, you know... Boiling. Boiling lava or whatever it is, fire, and he dies. And that is what I will do to you. And by the way, how would a robot stop from reaching over and grabbing more peppers? (laughs) Then the Kung Fu robot comes out. Exactly. So Dudley Doe, bottom line is Dudley Doe, this pizza place, goes out of business because they couldn't afford to stay in business because this whole fair wage thing is garbage. Garbage. And yet people will fight for that and fight for that and fight for that. It is so... So socialistic, which look at Venezuela, right? It's not a failure. Yes, it is. It is a failure. 880-KNST, 880-5678. Stop sending me emails. I've got a bunch of them. Ryan's funny and he's this and he's not. Tell your family to stop emailing me, okay? They don't even own a computer. (laughs) (laughs) Trust me. So there's that. My mom has a flip phone from 1996. Good. Good. Fits right in jitterbug. All right. uh, 918. (laughs) What? Don't look at me that way. 918. There's uh, there's so much more we need to get to, uh, including this is just coming out. You're going to want to hear this one. Uh, And, you know, again, you never thought tax talk would be so good, right? But how many... Does the middle class, how many middle class people really do pay taxes? And what, with this corporate tax rate drops to 20%, how many jobs will it create? What will it do to the economy? Wait till you hear all this coming up. And then we have to get to um, some real, real positive news that nobody is talking about. Oh, and this is another one too, right away. Uh, evening news, major, bro- major networks, ABC, NBC, CBS. How much time have they spent with the Hillary Russia story, the Hillary Russia uranium story? Even I was like, no way. No way. Oh, yeah, it's true. It's coming up. KNST AM790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the word CASH to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's CASH to 200-200. Come on, 924. Thank you for hanging out. I know, I know. Facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. Like it and follow it, please. And at Garrett Lewis on Twitter, follow me because I'm funny and I'm witty and I'm... I tell myself that. Just let me believe it, okay? Uh, 87 for a high. Probably 82 is what they're saying on Halloween, which is most important to me because then I'll have to be outside. Yes, I'll have to go. It'll be fine. It'll be dark. Hopefully. (laughs) And I can sneak away. And what, leave the kid walking by himself? Everything's changed nowadays. Well, maybe it's because there's no lights here, but uh, really quick. Yeah. 
Every kid has those like uh, the, the glow sticks around their neck now because there's no streetlights anywhere. They're all going then to I look, rave. Then I, yeah, but then I look back and I'm like, all right, when I would do this stuff, not only would there be like no glow sticks, but um, at the same time, uh, parents wouldn't care about even going with the kids. What a way the world has just changed. It happens. I get it. But, you know, it's just another, you know what? Maybe it's another example of my mother trying to kill me. We've gone over this in the, in the, in the, on the show. We've done we've done this. It happens. Uh, yeah. No, you could have been nicer. What? Which way? Well, when you were growing up, she Why? would have took you out. Why bother? She would have watched you a little Why bit bother? closer. Why bother? So get this. <laughs> Maybe he'll get stolen. This is no joke. We've Why? been talking about the Hillary uranium story for well, what since Monday or even last week. I mean, this is this is a huge story, right? The Hillary Russia, this whole thing, huge. Apparently. This is from the Media Research Center. This is no joke. Media Research Analysts, Media Research Center analysts have been tracking all evening news coverage, ABC, NBC, CBS, all evening news coverage of the Trump administration since Inauguration Day. So from Inauguration Day, January 20th through last Friday, October 20th, these broadcasts have aired, have aired an astonishing 1,000 minutes of coverage discussing Russia's attempt to boost Trump in 2016 and speculation that Trump's campaign may have colluded with the Russians in this project. Last week, The Hill published new information. It was last week. Remember that? Russia infiltrating American uranium industry, all this stuff. Uh, 31.3 million in payments to the Clinton Foundation. That was 145 mil. Anyway, huge speaking fee to Bill. All while Hillary was Secretary of State. In eight, in eight days, in eight days, the network evening news coverage of that story, 20 seconds. 20 Seconds, all on ABC's World News Tonight. 20 seconds in eight days on ABC, zero on NBC, CBS. And they're like, we don't understand why you guys think that there is fake news out there and we're biased and things like that. And then I see Leon Panetta. Leon Panetta says, yes, investigate Clinton and the DN dossier payment. Oh, I mean, it's all there. It's all there, it should happen. It will happen. They'll be they, they have they have to cover this, don't they? They have to. If the guy talks, he's going to talk. The performance. How do you not cover that stuff anyway? Uh, it'll be behind closed doors. Maybe that's why they won't. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I thought this was interesting too. There's more that I need to talk about, but hang on, hang on. So, um, get this stuff. All all of these uh. All these attacks on Trump this week. Corker, Flake, everything, right? Then there's a story from the AP. Senators rally behind Trump and his agenda after many revolt. What? Senator James Inhofe, Oklahoma, told the AP, maybe we need to, maybe we need a better, oh, maybe we do better by having some of the people who just don't like him leave and replace him with somebody else. And I think that's what's happening. Yeah. Oh. oh yeah. Wow. Hmm. He went further than most GOP lawmakers, but he had plenty of company in his refusal to echo the criticisms of Flake and Corker. So they're starting to realize the country actually likes this. Maybe this is the right way, and maybe we can survive without our stupid donors breathing down our neck. Maybe this will work. Maybe it will. Hmm. So there's that, which is nice. Uh, now there's some more stuff I wanted to talk about as well, some more stupidity. A couple of things real quick. Uh, Ellen, did you see the Ellen picture? 
Uh, with uh, Katy, Katy Perry? Perry? Yeah. Katy Perry is a very chesty woman. She's a complete maniac. She's dumb as a box of rocks, but, you know, she's got the chest going for her, which is nice. That's okay, right? Like, what's the difference? If you say she, got, she has the chest, you have the brains. Why, you can, why, why is it not, why is it, like, terrible to say that person's smart, uh, or that that's, like, common, that's smart, but that person's chesty. Like, you can have good things about you that are different. Big brain, big chest. They're both good, right? One or the other. It's okay. So anyway, Ellen DeGeneres was standing arm in arm with her wife with Katy Perry in a picture, and she tweeted the picture out, but Ellen is staring at Katy Perry's breasts because they're kind of hanging out of her dress. Now, how do you not stare at her breasts? And of course, that's Ellen's thing, right? I mean, but Eddie, if you're a straight woman, you're still going to be like, wow. And Katy Perry's putting them out there. She's not covering them up. She's putting them out there like, hey, look at these. So Ellen DeGeneres tweets out the picture, staring at Katy Perry's breasts. I'm sure Katy doesn't mind, which is why she has them out there. And uh, and she writes, happy birthday at Katy Perry, because it was her birthday. It's time to bring out the big balloons. And for that, they're like, you're sexist. Excuse me? <laughs> what? Yeah. Morons on Twitter are saying that Ellen DeGeneres is sexist because she's staring at Katy Perry's breasts and tweets out as a joke. Happy birthday, time to get out the big balloons, or break out the big balloons. Katy Perry could have worn a shirt covering up the puppies, if you know what I'm talking about, but she chose to not do that. I mean, she let, if you see Katy Perry's nails and everything, she's out there out everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, yeah. enough is enough. Yeah. Enough is, and of course, Michael Rappaport, who's a failed actor, and he's a failed fantasy football player too, if, you, if you're familiar with that, you get it, tweeted out, if a dude said this, the world would stop. No, it wouldn't. I'll say it. Happy birthday, Katy Perry. It's time to bring out the big balloons. And we continue to breathe. Piers Morgan. If a man made this joke, Ellen would lead the cries of sexist pig. Maybe, you know, would she? I don't know if she'd lead it. I think maybe there'd be some other women. But Ellen's also a comedian. Can't it be funny? Can't we just sit back and laugh? You know who didn't say that they're upset about this? Katy Perry. You know who else didn't say they're upset about this? Katie's wife? Katie's breasts. They didn't say they're upset. The balloons, they're cool with it. <laughs> I didn't hear them say anything. Did you, did you? ask? Well, I don't know. I wouldn't mind saying, you know, Katie, there, you know, hello. Is there a Twitter for them? Do they like, have their they, own Twitter? They, they should have their own Twitter. Like Katie's Katie, balloons? I'm not interested in things that you're saying, Katie. I'm talking strictly to your breasts. It's okay. It's okay. Can't we all have a sense of humor? Yes, maybe a man will be destroyed. What about a comedic man? No? Maybe, but you know what? Who cares? Everyone's going to have an opinion. That's the whole thing. Why do we care so much about what, the, what everybody says on Twitter? Who cares? People would have been outraged before Twitter because they're losers. Just like that idiot. I have the story on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Gary Lewis Radio, that some idiot comic book writer said that the Corn Pops box from Kellogg's is racist because one is a little bit more darker yellow. You could say it's brown if you want, and that Corn Pop happens to be the one working as a janitor waxing the floor. And apparently teaching kids racism. I don't know. There's a million Corn Pops on the box. You pick out that one and stare at it. Who stares at the Corn Pops box? No, kids do. Yeah, and that's what they're thinking. The brown one does the janitorial work. You know what you could say? The brown one's the hardest working one. The yellow one's just messing around, having a good time, not working. Bunch of bums. Whatever. 9.33. When we come back in about uh, six minutes, uh, we'll talk about the uh, the girl that won a boys' golf tournament but was not given a trophy, and that's the right thing to do.
Um, also, some really good news that is out there, like really good news that is not being reported. You're going to like it. Don't go anywhere. 933, here's the latest on KNST from Fox. More thrills than navigating through a minefield of potholes on a Tucson street. Or at least you'll be just as pissed as hitting every pothole on a Tucson street. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis is on KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. 941, you hit those potholes, you'll need Amco. Alignment, they do that too. Um, and a massage. Well, I don't know if they do that. Wow. Unless, you know. Ask nicely. Ask Luis, the owner. He'll. You never know. He's a nice guy. You never know. I don't want to know. Did you now, ask? Now I'll get some texts. Uh, anyway, three things I think you need to know. Number one, the president uh, ignoring hurricanes, dealing with a do-nothing Congress, still has the GDP going at 3% growth. Last quarter, 3-1. This past quarter, 3. Back-to-back, 2-for-2 two for, two for the Trumpster. And he wants 5. 5. At least, that's what he told Steve Moore. My interview with Steve Moore is at my iHeartRadio page. iHeartRadio.com, search Garrett Lewis. iHeartRadio app, search Garrett Lewis. You'll see it. It's awesome. Second thing that I think you need to know, the Trump uh, border wall, the prototypes, all done, curing for the next 30 to 60 days. Then some company will get hired to try to figure out if they can get through it, get around it, get under it, get over it, and we'll see what works and what doesn't work. Third thing I think you need to know, McSally and Gosar are uh, hinting, according to reports, of jumping in against Kelly Ward, challenging her in the primary. But Kelly Ward this morning just hired Ed, Ed Rollins to run her senatorial campaign, which is huge. He is a big-time vet of politics, helped Trump, helped Reagan. Now he's helping Kelly Ward. Three things I think you need to know. Um, uh, oh, oh, Ryan found, by the way, just one more thing on Katy Perry and her breasts. Uh, video, <laughs> if you go to YouTube and type Katy Perry, California Girls, it's a video. It is, uh, I mean, she's annoying about politics. She. But she has a special, is it sexist? I mean, am I not supposed to look? You're not supposed to look? She has like a bikini with cupcakes on her on her breasts. And then she takes whipped cream. Cans of whipped cream shooting out her breasts. They shoot everywhere. What a bunch of snowflakes that apparently are not supposed to say anything, do anything. I mean, she's inviting you to look at the breasts with cupcakes and whipped cream. God, handless, too. Yet you have these wussies that are, like, attacking Ellen because she was in a picture looking at her breasts, thinking it's funny, and saying, happy birthday, time to whip out the balloons. Everybody's offended but Katy Perry and her breasts. What a, what a bunch of stupid people in this world, huh? So I just laugh at them. You're an idiot. Move on. What about that picture? When she's laying there butt naked with her butt hanging out. Yeah. Don't say anything about it. We'll be, uh, you know, we'll be bad people. So real quick, uh, yeah. there's this girl, um, and she, in, in, in Boston, wasn't it in Boston or was it not in Boston? Am I making that up? Uh, this, this girl golfer. Oh, sorry. Teenager. Uh, in Massachusetts, yes. Teenage girl. Wins a golf tournament, but they wouldn't give her a trophy because she's not a boy. And that's okay. That's all right. Emily Nash shot a three over par 75 at the Central Massachusetts Division Three, Division Three Boys Golf Tournament. It's not fair. It's not fair. 16-year-old. She beat every boy there, but here's the thing. To qualify for the trophy, you must be a... Boy. Oh, yeah. Listen, you have no problem saying she's a better golfer than the boys. She wanted to compete against them, fine. But it's for boys. Right? It's for boys. 
It says here in the Independent in the UK, the results should have been her given the opportunity to play at the state high school golf championships. But she's a girl. She's a girl. Instead, her team did not qualify as a group to compete, and she will not be allowed to play as an individual under the rules of the Massachusetts Interscholastic Athletic Association. And that's okay. That's okay. She said, I was definitely disappointed, but I understand there are rules in place. I don't think people expected for this to happen, so they didn't really know how to react. None of us are mad at the Massachusetts Interscholastic Athletic Association or anything like that, but I was definitely a bit disappointed. Because the question is, if a boy competed with the girls and he beat them, would he be allowed to get a trophy? And the answer is no. No. That's why there's girls and boys. That's okay. If it was, you know what, overall, boys versus girls, co-ed, golf, whoever wins with, yeah, fine. But that's just the way it is. And I'd be upset if a, if a, if a, a, a boy won the girls' golf. And that wouldn't be fair either. She's a hell of a golfer. Rules are rules. Simple as that. Just dumb already. Just absolutely dumb. Really? You're interrupting me for this? It can wait till you're done. That's okay. You know what? This is like the same thing. This chick wins the golf tournament and the boys doesn't get the trophy. I'm ranting and you tell me to take a call off topic. Kevin, hi. Welcome to KNST. Hello. Hey, how you doing, Garrett? All uh, right. Thanks for taking the call. Hey, um, you know, I was listening to you quite a bit this morning, and uh, you're talking about the number one thing is uh, Trump's economy numbers yes. uh, on the rise as they are. And I tell you what, um, if this is all results of the uh, Russian meddling, uh, let them meddle in our politics a lot more because uh, we're all winning. <laughs> that's that's awesome, man. That You're right. I mean, we, we, we're all, you know, there's even more stuff that they're not even talking about that we're winning. More stuff. Um, and by the way, and I, and, and this is, you know, this is beautiful and they're not even giving Trump credit for this. Remember what the media, you remember, right? Just a few years ago, Kevin, even last year, if, 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 if Obama, yeah. if Obama got 2.1% GDP growth, they were like, this is amazing. It's the new normal. This is fantastic. You know, the economists, these bright economists were always, always off in Obama. They'd always think it'd be higher. And well, the real GDP came in under, under what we estimated, they they estimated Trump's to be two point five percent growth, and it was three. Oh, it broke expectations. Whoops. And, yeah, and that two point oh would be a lie, anyways. Yeah, it it would be. You're right. You're right, Kevin. I appreciate it, man. Yep. See you, buddy. Go pack the car. Um, <laughs> now, real quick on that, uh, there was a study done. The Tax Foundation gave a report that if the Trump tax plan goes through, you what if you cut the corporate tax rate, which is part of it. 20%. If you cut the corporate tax rate to 20%, it'll create 587,000 jobs, lift wages, and growth of the country, the GDP. It's kind of a big deal. Then I saw this other story with uh, Mick Mulvaney. Who is he? He's that, he used to be a congressman. He's the head of the Office of Management and Budget. He's a money guy. He's a numbers guy, right? I was shocked at this. And of course, why should people talk about it? What are they going to say? What are they going to do? They're not going to really do it, blah, blah, blah. The top 20% of income earners in this entire country. You ready for this? The top 20% of income earners pay 95% of all taxes. Nine of all income taxes. Middle class pays in the single digits. That's, that's unbelievable. Mick Mulvaney talked about this at uh, he was out there speaking at George Washington University. I'm sorry, Georgetown University. Uh, they had their 
Politics, Institute of Politics and Public Service at the McCord School of Public Policy. So he was talking and stuff like that. And he said, uh, the top 20% of folks who file a tax return, the top 20% pay 95% of the income taxes. Just two years ago, it was 84%, according to the Wall Street Journal. Now it's up to 95 because the middle class is shrinking thanks to Obama. But what's the definition of the middle class? Because they always have some some like outrageous like oh you make sixty grand a year you're upper middle class yeah I think it's below two fifty you earn below two fifty okay and then above something else but it but that's that's the point though yeah. you know, it's middle class tax well again you can't raise you know the rich need to keep paying more they're paying almost the point is they're paying almost everything almost everything uh, I have some more positive news some more unbelievable news you know we'll get to it we got to end in a strong fashion very strong fashion uh, some really you you know there are a lot of things that you. Well, we, we were like, why isn't anybody doing anything about this? Looking out for Americans, a worker. There's more news that's not really being reported that the Trumpster is doing that you're going to like. And I'm going to get that to you coming up in about four. Morning Ritual. Garrett Lewis, KNST, AM790, Tucson's Most Stimulating Talk. I will fight for you with every breath in my body. And I will never, ever let you down. We will make America great again. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. You will never be ignored again. And every time I step up in the building, everybody has go America will start winning again. You're going to be so proud of your country. You're going to be so proud of your president. And I don't care about that. But you are going to be so proud of your country because we're going to turn it around and we're going to start winning again. We're going to win so much. We're going to win at every level. We're going to win economically. We're going to win with the economy. We're going to win with military. We're going to win with health care and for our veterans. We're going to win with every single facet. We're going to win so much. You may even get tired of winning. And you'll say, please, please. It's too much uh, winning. Uh, we can't take it anymore. Mr. President, it's too much. And I'll say, no, it isn't. We have to keep winning. We have to win more. We're going to win more. We're going to win so much. America will start winning again. Winning like never yes. before. This is your day. This is your celebration. And this, the United States of America, is your country. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis. We will face many challenges, but with the faith in each other and the faith in God, we will get the job done. KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. And on top of that, Gallup, Americans in the best holiday shopping mood in years. Years. People willing to spend 906 bucks versus 785 last year. It's only, I'm telling you. Not a second. I'm just telling you, things are actually better than what you can even imagine. Better than the media is reporting. Hope you have a fantastic weekend. Rush is next.